fans you probably haven't heard this voice in a few weeks and for that i am sorry but it is joe and i am in the pilot seat for rule the galaxy episode one 231 uh the post ahsoka episode seven chat um i'm gonna start solo and uh we're gonna add alfie and see if anybody else hops in i know ddoc was a little under the weather Brent had some conflicts, and I've been away for a while. So just wanted to start this one up and say thanks to all of our listeners, all of our followers, all of our people on social media. Um, I've had to take some time away. As you can see behind me, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, the Rule of the Galaxy logo is down. It is uh, not for any reason except uh, job changes, house changes, uh, a lot of things going on in the Molinero family right now. Nothing too terrible, just a lot of confusion and craziness. And uh, so we're going to be moving and we're breaking down the office in the studio, going to be changing jobs, which means there's going to be a lot of stuff going on in the regular everyday life. And uh, that's all been conflicting with me being a part of the show. And so I, I want to send out a thanks again to all the followers, all the listeners, all the people who participate in the show. I uh, loved having Adam Parker part of the show last week and listening to his thoughts. That was great. But uh, a special thank you to D-Doc, to Alfie, to Brent. While I've been out, um, they've been running the show and they've been doing a bang up job with the live shows and the pre and post game shows of the Ahsoka show. It's been wonderful. I think once things get resettled, we'll get more on a regular rhythm. We'll do some regular shows. Um, and not just pre and post game of what's on Disney Plus, but actually have some more discussions on other things. But again, it's it's just with a heartfelt thanks to everybody involved, especially my three rock stars in DDoc, Alfie, and Brent, who keep this thing going and who've covered me while I've had some conflicts and kept me from being a part of it. <clears throat> so thank you to those guys. Thank you to you. And what I would say before Alfie and any others hop on is we are in the middle of, my opinion, um, if not the best, one of the one or two best shows that we've seen on Disney Plus related to Star Wars. Uh, I was a huge Clone Wars fan. I was a huge Rebels fan. Um, Ahsoka is in one of my top five characters of all time. And I know for being an original trilogy guy that's probably not the norm uh but there's just something about the character that stuck with me and i don't know um one of the one of the lines that anakin said recently is you know my master learned from his master so he took on part of him 
I learned from my master. So I took on part of him and now I've taught you and you're taking things from me into you. So we keep growing, we keep expanding. And I feel like maybe Ahsoka is allowing us to keep that transition going from Yoda to Grievous to um, Qui-Gon Jinn to Obi-Wan to Anakin to now Ahsoka. And I don't know, do we think uh, Sabine's going to be the main Padawan in this? Or does it end up being uh, where she does a refresher course with Ezra and then takes over Jason so uh, Sindula? So um, you see that I almost, because of my EU background, I almost said Jason Solo, uh, Jason, Jaina, and Anakin Solo. For those of you who read a lot of the books, um, yeah, in my head, that's still part canon, even though it doesn't make any sense at all. Um, but we're through chapter seven of Ahsoka. And what I can say is there hasn't been a bad episode. Obviously, there's small little things that you would fix or do a little bit better if you had all the time in the world, all the money in the world, and all the resources. But this show is scratching every itch that I've had for a Star Wars live action show. And um, I think it's doing some great things, whether it's uh, Rebels Reunion, whether it is an Heir to the Empire uh, trilogy re redux, redo, whatever you want to call it. I think this could uh, fit into all of those categories. And so it's, it's just really doing what I need for a show. Um, to play catch up, I thought the episodes... With the episode with Anakin was incredible. Uh, I don't think Hayden Christensen is getting enough credit in the second go around that he deserves. Um, Kenobi was not the series that I wanted it to be. It had some great high notes and some wonderful things. Obi-Wan's one of my favorite characters. But I thought Hayden Christensen as Anakin slash Darth Vader was great in that. He's been great in this. And... Um, you know, I've heard people say, wouldn't it be great if there was a Clone Wars uh, redo with the, the current people, the live action people from the movies and so forth playing in now Disney Plus playing these roles. I don't know if I need that, but I think there's definitely something out there um, for Hayden Christensen to do, whether it's um, flashbacks to while he is Vader and him seeing himself as Anakin, as, you know, outside of the armor and you see and hear him talk like that, I don't know. But the guy's great with the lightsaber. <clears throat> He's really got the role down. You could see in the recording tonight that he had with Ahsoka that it's fantastic. So I, I just, I think that Hayden Christensen is doing it the right way, the second way around. I didn't have any problems. Yes, the prequels had... Their quirks, and there's plenty of people who hated Hayden in especially Attack of the Clones for his wooden kind of behavior, but he was playing a role, and that's what was put in front of him, and that's what he was told to do. I think he's done nothing but expand on it and gotten better in these live-action shows on Disney+. Plus. Is there going to be a Kenobi Part 2? Don't know. I have no idea. Um, I think if they could take what they're doing in Andor and what they're doing in Ahsoka and put that kind of love and patience and, and uh, effort into a, into a Kenobi part two, I'd be all for that. Um, 
whether it's similar to the John Jackson Miller Kenobi book where he's out in the wilderness by himself protecting Anakin and things happen. Um, I don't know whether we need little Leia back into it again. We'll see, but I could live with it. I just would like to see it get more to the Andor and Ahsoka quality uh, of the show. So that's where we are. Um, it's been it's been a rough month or so away from the show. It's it's difficult to um, be away from something that you put so much time and effort into. So um, you know, hearing Alfie, Dedoc, and Brent provide so much passion and energy while I was out. That's been fantastic. And now we're at uh, chapter seven and I'm just happy as can be. I will say the, the captain uh, that, that is withdrawn, <laughs> just a side note, that face is freaky. I, I love it. It's different. It's, it's something new, but uh, I, I will say it's, it's definitely an odd look on a trooper kind of setup. I love the new troopers. I hope they're either witches or they're zombies or whatever they are, but I think they're a great look. Um, to hit a little toy talk before anybody shows up, uh, I will say this: those should be those should be out on toy shelves right now. Brent will love to hear that. And and so and I'm texting with D Doc and Alfie right now, so I apologize getting them ready. There we go. Um, but. I would say it's, um, I know Alfie will be able to talk about it. I haven't paid attention to, and I saw we had some releases of, of Toy Talk, of uh, of Balin, of Shin, of some of the vintage collection related to Ahsoka. I'm sure they'll come out in 2026 or 2027, but they're great looking from what I glanced and saw very quickly on uh, social media. So looking forward to that. I think it's, I think it's good, but I do wish they were out right now. You know, Brent always says when we released all those for the prequels and they were sitting out there for months in advance, it kind of ruined it. But I can say this, plan it, have them ready. And after halfway through the season, drop them on everybody and let's see where they go. But I guess the way the world now is pre-orders and online orders and luckily find something at a store or wait till it shows up at Ollie's on a discounted rack. So Alfie will be on shortly uh, D-Doc just let me know he finished the show and damn, he really liked it. Uh, Joey, real quick while we're going, my son Joey did send a message. He could not believe. He said, um, no clue what's going to happen in the finale. And, you know, 3PO, the finale is going to feature Baby Yoda, Mando, Zeb. The stuff from Mando season three has already hit the fan and they should be looking to come and help. Um, but that's just just some people tagging in while we're getting ready. Looks like Alfie's going to hop in, so I'm going to bring him into the show right now, and we'll talk a little bit about it. And what I will say is, if you've ever watched What About Bob, uh, when it comes to Ahsoka, the lines from What About Bob keep popping into my head when Bob is talking to uh, Marie from Good Morning America, and she asks about the book. And Bob's comments back are mashed potatoes and gravy, Marie. That is what Ahsoka is right now. It is the mashed potatoes and gravy of Star Wars. They can build so much off of this. Alfie's going to hop on and hear me rambling. It's going to be great. Um, and then also, when I talk about Dave Filoni, I think there's only three minds that you can put together. That's Dr. Albert Schweitzer, uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, and Dave Filoni. 
uh, when it comes to geniuses in what they do. Uh, and, and just that line from, from what about Bob and, and with Bill Murray stating it just stuck into my head and I had to say it because it just felt right to say, and it felt like that was the right direction to go when, when talking about this Ahsoka series. So, um, I could see Alfie's hopping on, whether he's got headphones or not, we'll find out in a second. I know from the past few weeks, his daughter Azalea has stolen them. And so he's been without. For those of you watching on YouTube, you just saw me take a nice swig of water. For those of you listening, you get to hear me chug that back real quick. But it's been a while since I've been on the mic, and um, I'm already running out of uh, things to say, and my my mouth is already dry, but uh, also waiting to hold on to the Episode 7 discussion when Alfie hops in here. Hey, so Alfie just hopped on. So we're great. We've got Alfie here with us. Alfie? It's been a long time since we've seen or heard each other, so great to see you. And I know I told everybody before you hopped on, with us going through some changes at the Molinaro House, I've had to kind of change my uh, my background. So everything's gone, and it looks really weird, so I apologize for that. But how are you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. It was a you know, typical podcast night. It was a rush to get here. I'm still trying to watch the last little bit of this episode, but... Thought I would jump on, see what we had to say about it. Well, if you want to finish, I can talk a little bit by, because I just said what Joey had told us, but now uh, D-Doc sent over a list of things, and D-Doc's been a little under the weather, so he is sending thoughts instead of uh, hopping on here with us. But you, if you need to finish, finish up. I'll talk no, through this right. real quick. What do you mean? You probably read all the things that are going to happen on Reddit anyway, didn't you? No, yeah. So what are your thoughts so far? Can I say hi to Joseph? Say hi. I hear you right hi, there, Azalea. Hi, Joseph. Hi, Azalea. Hi. Um, she probably can't hear me, but she can see me. Um, thoughts on this episode or the series? Can I talk into the head? Any. Um, talk right here. So Why? before you hopped on, I, I told everybody, basically, this series is what I've been wanting out of Disney Plus Star Wars. Um, I know there's the Andor fans who mm -hmm. are a religious cult. I know there are the Mandalorian fans who basically said that Baby Grogu mm -hmm. and Mando, Mando brought back Star Wars, right? Like right. brought it back from the brink of the sequel hatred between people. Um, and I agree. There's a lot of good points on both of those. Andor was a great show with some timing flaws um mando is a great show i'm not sure that a show just about grogu or just about mando but not them together works i don't know if that's the right thing to say or not i think it's good to have the sidekick seeing him have to protect him and have him by his side and be his buddy i think that works but i think if you go right into hey we're, we're dumping we're dumping grogu and have him go spend time with luke um, then Mando doesn't become as cool of a character, in my opinion. But I think both shows are top-notch, very good. I just think Ahsoka is doing all that they're both doing without being too deep like Andor and without being too gimmicky like Mando, if that makes sense. I agree. I think uh, Ahsoka is a nice in-between of everything we got going on. And it's a nice mix. Daddy. Yeah. 
My tongue is orange. See, your tongue is orange. You know what I, know, I, what I like been, is... Because I've been eating peach fruits. I gotcha. I think someone doesn't have a bedtime, which amazes me. Because if I was her age, my parents would have already had me brush my teeth. Turn on, well, turn it was a late night with volleyball, so <laughs> this is kind of not the norm. It's crazy, though. You're going through so much different stuff that I went through so many years ago. It's so weird to think about. Um, but I, I took notes from tonight just to what have so we could talk about it? it. And then I've got DDoc's notes here. If you want, I'll read off some of DDoc's stuff because he's not here to back himself up or defend him. So we can talk all about it. Um, he said, please add these to the show if you have time. What the hell is Balin talking about? What's his mission? There's awesome battles. Thrawn is excellent. I wanted Ezra to take the lightsaber, but his fighting style was badass. The show continues to just be what Star Wars is all about. Also, how about the early, the early appearance? And I'm going to guess he's talking about C-3PO. Yeah. So I, I, there's a lot of good points on there. d <laughs> You and that orange tongue, Azalea. Um, yeah, let's... Uh, we can hit some of these. What the heck is Balin talking about? What is his mission? I, I think you guys talked about it, and I've heard other people talk about it. Maybe he's trying to just rectify it all so it's not a constant flip-flopping of wars, right? Right. Somebody's in charge, then somebody else is in charge. Then somebody's in charge, somebody else is in charge. But it's a constant, ever-going war. And and maybe he's like, hey, if we can get this cleared up and if I can figure this out, if we can make it to where the Jedi aren't jumping in on one side or the other, maybe we can make this to where it's not an eternal war that's always going on. I don't know. Yeah, he thoughts? said he was looking for the beginning and that according to the Jedi's tales, it was here. Okay. That's what he said in the last episode. Okay, that's right. Because she was like, hey, let's get off of here. Let's get out of here. And he's like, can't you feel that, right? He's like, it's something, there's something here. Um, awesome battles. I would agree. I would say this. I wrote down uh, Lucasian battles because you had things going on in the air. One battle going on over here with single characters. One battle going over here with multiple characters. It reminded me of Return of the Jedi reminded me of Empire, you know, where there's where there's constantly something going on and a battle isn't just mano a mano one on one. There's other things going on at the same time. I would agree. Yeah, just from I didn't quite get to catch the last end of it. But yeah, there was a lot going on in this one. One hundred percent forward to going back and watching it. I can't believe you would hop on without seeing the end. Um and uh, we hadn't done this in a while. And then, um, let's see, Thrawn is excellent. Yeah, I I thought it was interesting that Thrawn already started pulling his Rebels version of Thrawn to where he was like, well, okay, Ahsoka won this one, but it's it's acceptable losses, right? I mean, he went right into that role already again of, right. of that kind of Thrawn. But at the same time, he said the one thing she couldn't lose was time, and that's what she lost. Yeah, um, I caught a little bit of that. I thought it was interesting that, yeah, they're kind of mixing in that Rebels, that Thrawn, and uh, 
weighing the pros and cons of things, you know, oh, when, oh. and I guess he was like that too in what, uh, what the, that would have been Dark Force Rising when they attacked the shipyards. Yes. And he said, uh, we, we've well, already pretty much won. There's no use in sending anymore. Yep. It's, it's time to go. So okay. I like that. Yeah. Kind of yeah. a mixture of the two. I, I forgot about that. He was doing that in, in that trilogy as well. So he, he had to, you know, pick and choose, but he's, he's always trying to be one step ahead and willing to take losses, which let's face it, somebody like Vader and somebody like Kylo Ren in the sequels, it was, there was no taking losses. Right. You would have went all in. Yep. All in, all in 100%. Um, Ezra, just following off DDoc stuff here, when he was talking about his fighting style was badass, I, I would, I would say I wrote down Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. I mean, I that, that. that's that's a, I saw it. I was like, my gosh, he's just doing the moves of what's that kid's name in the, that show? I forget. I'm um, not sure. I always just thought he was the Last Airbender. Yeah, but he had a gosh. I'll think of his name afterwards because there's a ride at Kings Island that's that's got him on it, or there used to be. Um, but yeah, with all these, is this is his name Avatar? <clears throat> I don't know. I'm going to look it up while we're talking. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's just face it. He said, and and I guess it's true. He um, he didn't have his lightsaber for all that time. So why would he want to take the lightsaber, right? Right. Is it He's Aang? learned how to fight without it. Is the guy's name Aang from Last Maybe Airbender? That's it. Yeah, anyway. Um... So yeah, I mean he he's not he's not going to fight somebody with a lightsaber when he hasn't been training on it in ten years. Yeah, and, I like that. And I like that he was doing the Vader moves from Kenobi. When mm-hmm. when she's swinging the lightsaber, he's just weaving and dodging. Um, shows what what Star Wars is all about. I think we both discussed that. Um, and so let, let let's go back to the beginning. Um, because he mentioned the the show the person at the beginning was C3PO. I was not expecting C3PO. I know you were saying in the text chain, hey, you're gonna see Luke Leia and Han, blah, blah, blah. Um <laughs> but but I mean this this is very cool because again, we've talked about how do you get it to where we any of the wrinkles that were in the sequel trilogy can get ironed out. The best way to do it is to find little nooks and crannies here in these shows that will lead into that and make some of these things make sense. And having Leia be ahead of the defense, the defense council and, and still doing her little thing on the side, like she will, will when she's with the resistance with Hera um, makes a lot of sense to me, but seeing Anthony Daniels and C-3PO, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I heard about C-3PO being in this for a while. And yes, that was misdirection this morning. <laughs> but um, I think we even talked about it on the show months ago. There was talk of him recording for something. Really? If you yes. think back. Yes, we did. Was, was it for a book or some? You got to think. Might have been uh, for well, this. Do you remember there was supposed to be a Droids Disney Plus show? Right. That he and R2 were were the late lead characters or the narrators um, that has never come about, I guess. Um, but, but yeah, so we, we all assumed it was something like that. 
Um, but to go along with C-3PO, uh, Kaz's dad is just an ass. Yeah, total he, ass. I mean, he didn't fight in the in the war. He sat back and waited to see who won to where he could flex his muscles and take on a, a, a role. And here he is bossing people around who've given their life, given their friends, all that kind of stuff. And he's he's just it's it's just all about him. And uh, yeah, it makes me even like resistance even less. <laughs> I guess so. He passes away in resistance, right? Doesn't yeah, he, I think so. I think, I think he dies. Um, again, I wrote down Leia breaking the rules as she always has her whole life. So she was doing that. I, I think I liked um, when Mon Mothma asked Hera, which, by the way, Hera to me is looking more Hera-ish each episode. Yeah, it's definitely growing. Yeah, it it was stark at the beginning, but now I'm like, okay, I'm accepting this. This this. This is feeling more like the character, the the live action version, um, and it's not feeling like something completely off the wall. But um, when Mom Mothma asked her, and she said, "You know, about Thrawn, prepare for the worst, hope for the best." Um, I think it's starting to add some depth as to how good of a mastermind he is. Like before, it was just kind of this thing out there. You know, and they were all blown mm-hmm. off. Um, he's just like the rest of these guys. And if he's there, we're handling these other warlords. We'll handle him. So for her to say that, I think added to the depth of it. Um, let's see. Oh, how wonderful was it when Captain, is it Tavis or Taven? I forget. Tra- Travis. Um, uh, as Bren always says, the the Canadian comedian. Um when he said, what about the skirmish on Mandalore? How can you explain that? Fantastic. And they talk about Gideon. Right. So you, you know, we've already talked about um, Grogu seeing the Purgles when they're in hyperspace. Now we know that season three of Mandalorian just transpired with Gideon on Mandalore with Bo-Katan and Mando and all that. That This is starting to feel that Avengers... Wrapping right. together, feel. we're starting to gel a timeline together. Yes, and I, I'm going back to the C3PO there. Sorry, I was distracted. And I apologize for that, but uh, I think that was a really good use of a character like that to tell mm-hmm. a bigger story about what other characters are doing that you can no longer use anymore. Love it. Yeah, that was very well done. I would agree with you, and and gosh, what a great with with Anthony Daniels and just R two D two in general, you can still do the things you want to do with them, like George Lucas did throughout his throughout his time with with the movies. Yeah, I if I was Lucasfilm, I would have Anthony Daniels in a room mm-hmm. just reading random things <laughs> all day, all day. Well, pay I him mean, a handsome sum and get that stuff recorded and filed away he and james earl jones right just mm-hmm. have just have him and james has already signed off on them using his his voice and all that uh if anything happens to him which let's face it he's a very old man so something could happen to him hopefully not for a long time but good preparation on his part and on lucasfilm's part but you're right anthony daniels doing the same thing um would be a great idea uh so we mentioned the skirmish on mandalore Okay, we go right to Ahsoka the White. 
I mean, we we went not only Ahsoka the White, but now White Blades on Ahsoka mm-hmm. the White. And then to see, at first, I think they did a great job of hiding of how old Ahsoka was training. So you, for me anyway, I was like, is that a younger Ahsoka training? And Anakin's not there, but he's it's in that timeline? Or is it in the present timeline? Was it me, just me? Or did you kind of have that feel at the beginning for the first few moves she was doing. Yeah, I did. I definitely had that feel. And then two, was it a hologram or was it a mm-hmm. force ghost? Was it a vision? Yes, exactly. So, I mean, there were multiple layers of that to where we could say, gosh, where are we in this? But for it finally to come around, Hu Yang to come out, it's her present day. And for her to tell that story of he made 20 recordings for me, and that was the last one. Um, I'm. These are the kind of things where it's like we saw in the young, um, the Young Jedi Knight series, right? Uh, or mm-hmm. Tales of the Jedi series. Sorry, the Tales of the Jedi series, where he he taught her those things to get ready for the clone battle. Right? It was right. like almost a premonition. How great would it be to just have a few things about that with this current Ahsoka and this current Anakin in live action? I think it'd be great. I think it's a missed opportunity if you don't. I mean, it's strike while the iron's hot. People like it. Yep. Expand on it. Would you, I mean, come on. Do you think Hayden is just like right now basking in the glory of how there's no hatred, there's nobody ripping on him. He's finally getting to play all these different angles of the one character and, and people are just so excited about it. How great does that feel for him now, 20 years later? It's got to be vindicating, you know, and and not only that, but just to know that the perception of your one role has Mm -hmm. changed so far in, you know, what, 20 years. Um, I'm I'm never going to be completely sold. I mean, I I say it all the time. Anakin Skywalker is in my top three of favorite characters but I'm still never going to be sold on Attack of the Clones, Anakin. It's grown on me. I understand it, but it's still just not there. But like we always say, that was his, you know, portrayal of that character is what George Lucas asked him to do and signed off on. 100%. You know, even with as, I don't know, I'm not going to say poorly received, but I would say, you know, the, not the best reception that Kenobi got. Yeah. None of it has anything to do with those scenes with him in it. I think those were very well done. You know, and, and people with the, I, I know I've heard people talk about, well, the aging or de-aging or whatever. And when he was a Padawan and they were doing that battle um, in the flashback of Kenobi, that's not his call. He doesn't say, Hey, make me look like this or make me look like right. that. He's asked to play a role and he played the role of Anakin in that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. Lucasfilm just, um, they just can't, you know, I mean, I will keep putting my faith in Favreau and Filoni. Everybody else, I'm going to say, keep keep earning, keep earning my trust. And um, the technology just keeps developing because it, it looked a uh, hundred times better than it did in that scene in Kenobi. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, when, 
So when when they came out of the asteroid or the asteroid field of bones, uh, and there was a minefield from the Galaxy Quest, right? Remember mm-hmm. Galaxy Quest? They had those just mines just lined up like that. I I kept waiting for them to to do some magnetic trick and pull them like in Galaxy Quest. I just kept waiting <laughs> for that to happen. Um, and by the way, if you're listening to this and you haven't watched Galaxy Quest, yes, it's more based on Star Trek. But it's a fantastic show. Yeah, it's a fun movie. It is. It's great. Um, But yeah, so they come out. They're in the minefield. I hated that the Purgles were getting hurt. But let's face it, it looked like all or most, if not all of them, got away when their hyperspace Mm -hmm. took off again. Um, So that was good. Um, I thought it was interesting that while they were in an asteroid field of bones, basically, uh, that graveyard there, when... They brought up when they brought up the Thrawn that Ahsoka or when Thrawn said, So it looks like Ahsoka did survive. It was brought to his attention that Anakin was her ma- her master. She was right. his Padawan. Like he didn't he didn't have he didn't put two and two together on that. Did did you hear him say that? Yes, I heard him say that. And I think you know, I've been reading a little bit of that this week. Because he does know that, I would think he would if he was a general in one in of the, the books. Wars. But again, book canon to live action canon doesn't always mesh so much. Yeah, but but I mean, so I don't know. It, it it was interesting because as soon as he found that or thought that, he was like, "Well, she's going to be more difficult. She's going right. to approach things." in a different way, right? Just because she was Anakin's Padawan. Um, then we then we hop down to, again, one of the other areas, one of the battle going on. The little t- turtle pod racers. You know, the little turtle pod cars. How great is that? Now, uh, you know, I, I did some quick toy talk before you hopped on. That would be something that little kids would like. Look, it's hard to destroy those things. They're nothing more than a turtle shell. That right, people could pop in and out of right. Um, I thought those were very cute. Again, it reminded me it was a mixture of the Gungans and the Ewoks, in in one thing the the language they were using, mm-hmm. um, how they were pacifists. They didn't want to fight, you know, and all that kind of stuff. But it just it just had the feel, a little comic relief with them that there was a mixture of of Ewoks slash Gungan in in those Nitos. I forget how Nitos. Yeah, something like that. Um, you know, there's yeah. always going to be the docile species that live on. Not everyone's warriors in the galaxy. And I think it's nice to take a step back and sometimes and say, hey, here's just some people that, you know, drive around in their little campers. And <laughs> I don't know what they're looking for or what they eat, but you would assume they're just trying to stay out of trouble, see some sights, maybe. It's like a Winnebago. They're out right. traveling. They're out seeing the. Yeah, seeing the scenery. Um, so I thought something that was needed that really got encapsulated in just a minute's time was a recap of the original trilogy between Sabine and Ezra. So right. he's like, no, wait a minute. This happened? That happened? And then they brought up, of course, and the Emperor died. And then she says, so they say, or some people right. say. So again, alluding to a lot of things that are going to happen in the future. Um, but it was a good wrap up and type of that because here's a here's a main character who's been out of the picture for ten years 
and need to play catch up on these things. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. So yeah, it's going to be a completely different galaxy. If well, I mean, think about it for Thrawn. What does Thrawn expect there to be? Have the witches told him what happened? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, that's uh, you know, I've I've got it right here that the mothers are trying to find Ahsoka. Ahsoka bonds with Sabine with the you know, with like a dyad kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. You brought it up in on Twitter, and you brought it up in our text chain. How is the Chimera? sitting there with fuel and everything else for 10 years when in the last jedi they have 15 hours worth of fuel or they're gonna they're all gonna die right so it's a very weird setup and i I, you say it all the time they're space wizards let's just go with it but i mean some continuity on that would be kind of a good thing that would be i gotta step away for just a second you go ahead and talk you go ahead um, next, it was good to see the the Eye of Scion had weapons on it, kind of like a Death Star, kind of like a a Star Destroyer. Uh, as Ahsoka was um, going through the the graveyard, the bones, the asteroid field of bones, trying to get down to Sabine, I was I was pretty blown away by that. I thought that was pretty cool. I you know I wrote down my notes. Thrawn's always thinking, and you know he's he's always trying to be one step ahead of everybody and he's always putting puzzle pieces together when others are are playing checkers he's playing chess now with that being said he doesn't end up as far as we know winning everything and becoming the the future emperor or anything like that but at least so far it, you know between rebels and now he's he's always thinking in a different way than other people are thinking um I'm going to wait because I want to talk to Alfie about this line. So hold on a second. Uh, So one of the lines that really stood out to me was when Balin and Shin were talking and he says to her, impatience for victory will guarantee defeat. And he basically tells her, go tell Thrawn that we found him. You go battle them. Your path's a different path than mine. Mm Mm-hmm. I knew that he was waiting back for Ahsoka. Let's let's face it. That's what he wanted. He knew something was coming. So he was like, I'm going to wait back. But I kind of almost thought we were going to get a big event to happen in this episode before the finale next week. I thought one of them was going to get taken out because of they got separated and because he almost did a premonition of something's going to happen right here. Right. Um, what what very, are your thoughts on that? Well, it was very Obi-Wan and Luke right there, I thought, was the first thing that popped in my head. You know, I keep expecting him. He's on a different path. And mm-hmm. is he looking for the Bindu? You know, is he, you know, Abeloth or whatever her name mm-hmm. was, you know, the, the mother, the father, you know, the son and daughter. I don't know. There's something here that he's <laughs> after. Um. I didn't. Maybe he's trying to get Ahsoka to get him into the world between worlds. There could be that. Um, you know, he, he it's very da, uh, Daenerys Targaryen from Game of Thrones. You know, breaking the wheel. Of, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. One hundred. Yeah. So, <laughs> where it's going and when we're going to see it, I, man, 
I don't want a story to end. We know what happens in real life and there's yeah. nothing that they can do about it. I don't want his journey to be over next episode, but then again, at the same time I do, because I really, really like this actor portrayal of this character and I want to see where it goes. With, he passed away way too deep into this for them to change the end of this, right? I mean, it was in post-production. Yeah, it, it was way too late, I think. So he's got to be a part of the finale, and he's got to make it through. Mm -hmm. I've got to wonder if they can do something to where something disfigures him, transforms him, post-production, something happens to where in season two, it could be a different person or something's happened or right. what have you. But I mean, it's so deep in it. It's just hard to think that they could do that. You know, I, I really don't think he dies in this season. I mean, I have nothing to back that up with. No, spoilers no I don't or think anything. he does either. No, I, I think they probably need to go the Spartacus route. And just come out and say, hey. This is the way it's going to be. You want we really love this character. We love this actor. We're not just going to ditch him. We want his story to be told, you know, mm -hmm. to, to complete what Ray started. So here's the new actor. You know, please do everything that you can to support them. We know it's a disappointment, but don't take that out on the show going forward. And give the people, you know, Spartacus did a very smart thing in doing a season uh before the previous season so that way there was a big oh. block of time okay. in between the switch of the actors does that make sense yeah 100 they basically did a prequel season hey we know it's going to be tough so let's get your mind somewhere else so that when we start back up again it won't be such a bold difference and i thought that was a very smart approach to it i don't know that you could do something like that here um may you know I've I've seen a handful of people online put some people who are very similar in look to him, uh, very you know distinguished actors that, with given a beard and you know some yeah some stuff they could look very similar. I mean yeah. they, they pulled it off in Harry Potter, right? Yeah, they didn't even really resemble each other too much. I think they just had to find somebody with the same type of acting style charisma approach to the character you know it was a, a lot of the um stuff that you don't see on i don't know what's the football analogy the stuff that doesn't show up on the scorecard <laughs> or the stat sheet yeah yeah does that you make have sense? a little work yeah 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 the little things and you know yeah. it, it doesn't fit for a while but you know it, it like i say with the solo movie after a while you're just kind of I have to ask yourself, are you going to just sit here and not enjoy this? Or yeah. can you well, let let it go and buy into it a little bit? You know, we, we had the precursor with Ahsoka, right? To where we get to see a little bit of her before this series. Right. In live action. So we, we were like, okay, let's wet in our whistle. Sabine was new. Ezra was new. You know, whoever else was new. Um, but But the heroine... Like I said, look at us. We're seven episodes in, and I watched it tonight. Did not like the first episode. I was like, uh, 
seventh episode, I'm like, all right, this is this is Hera, right? This is Hera moving forward. And and I didn't it didn't make me feel like out of the it didn't make me think and go, Hey, this isn't the Hera from Rebels. This is a different Hera. It just she played it well. She's getting the role down and it's she's taking it on as her own. And and so if they if they can Okay, if they can hear do these me other out. things. This yeah. just came to me. Yeah. Right. Four part mini series about Morgan pre Mando season two. Okay. The setup of all of this. That way you could introduce Balin and Shin in small doses and where they fit into the story. I like it. To explain where, how she knows Thrawn, her connection, how she survived the purge on Dathomir from General Grievous. You you could end that four-part series with Ahsoka showing up at her place. Yes, you could even bring back uh, Johnny Ringo. Oh, Johnny Ringo, yeah. You could have Johnny Ringo be in the yeah. Uh, see, I I think that's fantastic. I think it needs you need to be putting that out there right now so we can see. And that would be in the same it. sense yep. as the Spartacus prequel. Give yep. you a little something and say, okay, get used to this a little bit. I'm all for it. I like it a lot. This is why you're so good on this show. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I think one of my favorite parts was after all uh, everything was said and done with. The three-part battle going on, the different things going on, which, by the way, everybody kept saying, where's Balin? Thrawn said, where's Balin? You know, Ahsoka and Hu Yang, you know, shot him up and, and made him break off from their battle. But but um, when it was all said and done and they're sitting there reuniting and she's seen um, Ezra for the first time and they're all getting together and she offers to team up and work with Shin Hati instead of being enemies, hey, I can help you. I can, you know, give me your weapon. We can work on things. Ahsoka was smiling. Ahsoka was laughing. Uh, Ahsoka, who was left for dead by Sabine, gives her a big smile and turns and says, what, you think I was going to miss this reunion, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. and she's laughing about it. She's joking about it. And she was smiling with Hugh Yang in the ship. And I'm thinking, that Ahsoka the White is... The changeover. It's back to it's back to Snips and Sky Guy, just in an adult version. Yeah, that was part of the lesson. You know, she said, "Why are you? How can you joke at a time like this?" I said, "What do you want me to do? Be you know, be Obi Wan, you know, and be all serious? That's not me." Yeah, but that doesn't take away that I understand everything that's going on. I don't, you know, that I don't feel the gravity of the situation or the loss of life. Well, and and it goes back to what I said earlier about how Anakin was telling her in those lessons. Part of me is now in you. Part of Obi-Wan was in, part of Qui-Gon is in, so on and so forth. Well, she had all the training. She knew all the Jedi things. What she needed from Anakin was that liveliness, that energy, that, that joy, right? That before he snapped, he had all that passion and energy and excitement in him. That now she's starting to show. So yes, uh, yeah. You ever stop and think about that Jedi lineage right there? Is that not a legacy? Yeah, going from Yoda to Count. Let's say Yoda to Count Dooku, right? Mm -hmm. Qui Gon, 
Obi-Wan, yep. Anakin, Ahsoka. You could kind of she did train Ezra a little bit, but you would say more Sabine. Mm-hmm. So I I don't want Sabine a four B four sensitive, but then again, damn it, I don't want that line to be broken. Well, but my my one of the things I said before you hopped on was could it be Jason? That could be the next one that she trains, like fully trains. Like right. she's taking Sabine to this level. But if if all Sabine's able to do is maybe shake the dust in rocks and use a lightsaber and just be a really badass Mandalorian, maybe that's the most she can do. I don't know if she's ever going to be levitating and doing the force push that Ezra does and all that kind of stuff. I I don't know. But Jason Jason's brought up right here for a reason. And if Ahsoka is looking to really train somebody, here's a person who wants to be trained. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I think he's too old to be, he's too old to be one of the ones that gets killed in Luke's Academy. I would think by the time that happens, wouldn't he be, I mean, Kylo is born. I'm sorry. Ben is born like a year or two after return of the Jedi. Right. Right. He's born like basically, at the start of the Mando series, somewhat, and again, right, time is funny in the Star Wars world. How much time has encompassed the Mando series? I don't really know. We don't. So, but, but at he's some point in. in this, right around this era, is where Ben Solo was born. Right, and Jason's already ten plus years old. Yeah, but, is it the? I mean. Depends on how Luke's going to set up his academy. We need some info, you know, some rules here. Because it in Legends, it seemed like he took a lot of older students. I could be wrong, but um, well, no, because Kyle Katarn was his age, basically. Who was whose age? Luke's age. Yes. Okay. And he was a student at Luke's academy. But that's legends, and it doesn't matter anymore. That's right. So it's saying right. No canon. Gonna go back to the Yoda way of you're too old. You know, you have to be an infant. I I, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of people mm. to pick from here. So, kind of a take what you can get situation. I would think. Agreed. Um. So as we as we finish up this episode, we had Jedi fighting with tortoise men and big tortoise cars or turtle cars and uh we had them with night troopers mixed with uh mercenaries uh, all out there so we had a lot of stuff going on but next week is the finale next week is the big ending for this series and and for this season and then we're not going to have anything for a little while right uh what acolyte and skeleton crew are quite a distance away. They're not like right around the corner. Yeah, you don't know how far they were in post-production before all this started. And then again, you know, do, are we, I mean, are you pinning your hopes on people following Star Wars with brand new series? I know everyone says they want something new, but, um, it's 
hard to draw people into something new without something old pulling them to mm -hmm. it. So if you have a lull in time and say it's going to be months before there's another series, is the excitement going to build for the Acolyte? Uh, is there going to be for Skeleton Crew? I think Skeleton Crew sounds like a super fun movie. I th Or series, sorry. I think the Acolyte sounds like some really dark legend stuff mm -hmm. that I would really dig, but you know, I'm not the average viewer. I make this point quite a bit and it's really surprised me outside of Mando. I have literally had one person at work ask me about Kenobi. Really? You know, as far as what's going on. Um, Ahsoka, it's every day, you know, and I have to start basically every question. My answer starts with how much time do you have? <laughs> how, you know, well, do you want this question answered? Right. And really, it seems like there is a big thirst for the lore and the knowledge, you know, or backstory that goes into this show. I think you know. I think Ahsoka is a very good character for lots of different groups of people. She's very easy to like. Yeah, I understand that she's also very easy to pick apart. That's not me, but that's other people. I don't buy into that stuff. In today's society, though, everything's easy to pick apart. Like we jokingly and and put and said something about Hera looked odd to us in the first thing, but it didn't destroy things for us. No. But there are some people that if it's not 100% perfect, they're going to destroy it right right from the beginning. Yeah, I, you know, I have that complaint. You know, I, I watch a lot of reviews or reaction videos, I should say. I love reaction videos. I don't know why. I don't know why. I've seen the movies. Mm -hmm. and I can watch 50 different reactions to Goodfellas or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. You know, and, you know, I've watched a lot of Star Wars reactions. And I I felt this way since the special editions came out. And it's not just a knock on Hera or the Inquisitors or any other thing. Think about this for a second. How is it that Greedo looks real in 1977? But go look at the special edition Rodians. They mm -hmm. look fake. Go look at the Rodians in, you know, the prequels. They look they look like a person in a mask. And I think that's where a lot of that comes from is when we were kids and still today, I think A New Hope really holds up well for the creatures and the aliens as they just looked so real. So when things look off a little bit, it maybe it's not that big you know noticeable but for star wars it's very noticeable do you think it has something to do with the imperfections make them look more real than making yes. them so perfect in the yes. other things okay you okay like the Rev the new republic uniforms look like they all were just opened and they look like they to <laughs> me they look like something like that was bought at spirit halloween or something you know what i'm saying right. they just right. look so it looks it looks like an fake. emergency room doctor's outfit yeah. with white boots and white helmet. It just doesn't fit the universe. I get that it's all new and it's supposed to look new, but it just stands 
out so badly because of that because star wars has never looked new george always said he wanted to look dirty wanted to look real and used and everything else i mean and let's face it when you put them on a desert planet and you're shiny things and you go there they they look real after after a very short time you know ula in return of the jedi did not look in my opinion nearly as much as a person wearing green paint as Hera does I like that that's I like that that's an interesting thought on that huh. and you know you're comparing that's a he, what are we talking like 20 you know for almost 40, 40, years? 40 years yeah do, do so you think that how also did they has nail it do... in 1983 but now it just doesn't look right but it could also do not only with the trying to make everything perfect like now, but also the picture quality is so intense now that things that aren't real don't look real. Like it was so grainy. It was so You're going dark. with the Hugh Hefner defense here, right? Yes. You're never going to yes. want to see my models in high definition. Correct. You'll never see them the same. Yeah. I mean, so I, I read that in like, Life magazine or something. Yeah, it's, I'm sure that's where it was. Probably a documentary you saw or yeah. something. Um, we have we have this one big episode left. Is there anything that you think is going to shock us or blow us away, or or you think it's just going to be a good finish of the story that's going to leave us wanting more for season two and lead into that Felony film that's coming up in the near future? Do you think there's going to be a death we don't see? A, a Somebody showing up even more valuable or important than like a C-3PO or, or what have you. Is there, is there something you're foreseeing or thinking that could just, we could all leave going, holy crap, or we could all just go, man, that was a really good episode and it's making us want more. I think if you really wanted the big ending, it'll never happen because, you know, we're setting Thrawn up for a villain. Mm-hmm. Right. At least we think we are. I never know. I have like this, like, I don't know, like 5% feeling that it's going to end with his ship in the ring coming out of hyperspace. Right there, the galaxy in full view, you know, the dramatic music. He's standing at the bridge looking at what he's getting ready to conquer. And then the Night Sisters kill him. Wow, because they wanted to get back. Yeah, all they needed him for was a way to get back. Wow, interesting. Well, I mean, let's like I said, it. that's only five percent. <clears throat> but if you think about it, in the prequels in the Clone War era, Dooku and the uh, Dooku and the Separatists come in and blow the heck out of them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, they they take out the entire. Night Sister Society. Because Maul goes back to that planet. Everybody's dead. He's got all their treasures in Rebels, where Sabine and Ezra get the Darksaber. Darksaber. Hmm. That's interesting. And I do see them wanting to come back and and maybe put some put some hammers down on either the Empire or the Republic, whoever's in charge to pay them back for what happened. And if they do come back, they've got the whole planet where all their zombie dead, undead 
Night Sisters are still in the waters or in the trees or wherever they are that they they put them when they die. I didn't really get to pay much attention to the second half of this episode. Did they explain what the what the crates are that they're loading? He just said it was the stuff they brought out of the catacombs. And it looked they all look like caskets. I mean, right. so I think they're bringing either their people or the dead stormtroopers and their people all back that they're going to bring them all back to life to have an undead army like they have in Lord of the Rings. Could you tie this is just hypothetical. Uh, I'm I'm going to tell you right now, I have absolutely all but a few little things. I have no knowledge of anything that happens in the next episode. Could the Night Sisters coming back unwillingly their magic or their secrets or whatever be another breadcrumb to the resurrection of the Emperor? Definitely could because they do they do deal in that zombie rebirth thing. They brought Maul back to life. Uh they I forget who else did they bring back to life. They didn't bring they didn't bring Spaz back to life, but they took him from being a scrawny skinny right. guy into this huge hulk of a person to where maybe they need that kind of energy to take the clones that they're working on and make them end up being him. I I I think that could work. I mean Right now, let's face it, Gideon and others are trying to master that art, right? What are they probably lacking? Some type of mystical, magical thing that's going to help put it over the top. Right, because didn't Huck say that they were making progress or, you know, something to that extent that it's kind of working, but maybe they haven't perfected it yet. In the sequels? In... Mando season three during the Shadow Council. Oh, in the I'm Shadow Council. Yes. Necro- the, necro- um, necromancer. Necromancer. Yes. He said that, yes, they did. I just wasn't sure which Hux you were talking about, his dad or his no, I forget that Hux there's two. Sequels. Yes. I think this would be an excellent, because if we're going the Marvel route, one thing that is always, I've always found really lame about Marvel is that whoever the good guy is, there's an exact opposite bad guy. Mm-hmm. So. You've watched, with Miss, me. You, you've watched Unbreakable. That's how it is. I'm Mr. Glass. Right. <laughs> so if we're bringing Night Sisters into this deal, there's a certain Jedi that we really don't know much about what he does. You know, um, post uh let's see it would be like the post rebel era you would assume that he's still alive he has some friends with them and one of them just happens to be a night sister so could cal kestis and his little band you know become the star wars like guardians of the galaxy wow you know because they're out there flying around in a ship i don't think they're listening to you know 70s you know, uh, rockets or anything, but they're still out there. Everyone would love to see Cal Kestis come into mm-hmm. live action. And like I said, with the Marvel formula, you have a bad guy and you have an equal good guy that have like the same exact powers. 
I like it. I like it. I mean, there's that's that's one game that I I never have played because I'm not a gamer, but everybody talks about it. Everybody loves that character. Everybody loves that storyline. And you guys told me about the Night Sister part of it in there that I didn't mm-hmm. even know anything about. So, look, Brent wants all new, right? And we want new mixed with, as you said, with the thing that makes us feel comfortable and back home. Um, you're, you could really mix all that in there together with what you're just saying. You've got Clone Wars era. You've got the game era. You've got um, prequel era. You've got the original trilogy all coming together. Um, yeah, I could go for it. And I, and mm-hmm. I'm, I think look, the Ray movie is the next one on the docket um, because it doesn't have to have a, a direct, or it doesn't have to have a Disney plus show lead into it. Right. It's good. The sequels are done. You can go to Ray now and she, you've got that backstory. Go watch the sequels, hop to the Ray movie. The, the James Mangold movie that's 20,000 years before this, you're going to have to build some things into that before you drop people into that. But the Filoni movie, we're seeing that right now. We're seeing Mando. We're seeing this. We're going to see um, the skeleton crew, possibly the cow mix mixing in even more. But all that's coming together. So you need a couple more seasons of these things to build into it. But I can see why the why the um, Ray movie is the next one because you just say boom, go watch the sequels. You can watch the Ray movie, but there's other things that have to be built in for those other two movies. Right, I agree. So this this is good. Um, one go ahead. Last thought I have about this, and I keep bringing this up, but I, I really feel this series will end with Thrawn returning to the galaxy. That <laughs> will be the. I agree the end you know this is going to have an empire strikes back kind of ending it's not going to be very happy thrawn exits hyperspace with this ring of death full of night sisters and zombies and all this dark magic and all the you you can't tell me that grandmaster luke skywalker who we've established is basically meditating all day Mm -hmm. while these robot ants build his school that he does not sense that. There oh, is yeah. no way that you cannot have Luke Skywalker in the story show up at some point. My question is, that's what I was going to say, is is Luke, Leia, and Han de-aged in episode 8 of this? Or are they part of the season 2 where all this has come together? I think you have to I have them in there. Leia's already been If you were smart, you would have a post-credit scene of Luke meditating on, uh, you know, space Japan, wherever he was at, mm-hmm. and opening his eyes. Like, okay, shit's going down. Dust off the lightsaber. Fire up the X-wing. Well, we got to well, go back. Obi Obi Wan could feel when Alderaan was destroyed. He wasn't right. there. He was just on his way there, but he could feel all of them scream out. You know, Luke's got to be able to feel that as well. That dark presence show up. It's got to, it's got to hit him somewhere. He's got to feel that. 
it's it's been very weird us talking in text change and thinking about that about everything's yes the show's called ahsoka we get it this is the main character we get it but the person who could be involved with all this stuff would at this time be luke um mm -hmm. so it's 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 going to be weird and you know the person who would be leading expeditions and different battles and stuff would be leia but we've got hera doing that right right um so and i is travis playing the han solo role kind of the rebel rebellious pilot who's off doing yeah. stuff that i i think at some point you have to have a little han and chewy and leia mm -hmm. but it's not really as necessary to the Absolutely. story as lucas yeah even just the point i made about who yang you're going to tell me that you physically went to the planet and visited and talked to the man and he's told you what his plans are and you're going to keep the droid that has 20,000 years of experience in the Jedi Order as your co-pilot. Right. Who knows basically every... It doesn't matter. You know, I'm not saying he would like remake the Jedi Order or anything, but he's a treasure trove of information. Well, everything he says is standard Jedi protocol is this. Right. Standard Jedi protocol is that. He can't just like, you know start downloading some floppy disks or something you know what I, you know what i mean you know you don't have an external hard drive you can hook up to hu yang and say hey can you just start not that i'm going to use any of this stuff but it's a nice base of knowledge sure i you know what it, it, it'd be good to have an outline to go off of they, right? and they don't and they don't have time for that you know kenobi hyperspace across the entire galaxy and somehow caught up with Riva chasing Luke in the desert. It doesn't right. take that long. Alfie, when they bring when they when they ask you to be a part of the story group, I'll be a happy person. There's you know, think about this because this is like actual canon. The reason that R2D2 is so valuable is because in the few seconds that he hooked up to the Death Star. He downloaded absolutely like the entire Imperial archives. It doesn't take that long. You've established it. <laughs> um, I think we'll I think we'll leave it at that. Is that it would make sense for Luke to be the post credits of episode? He, he would be the Doctor Strange of the group. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have to be in it very much, but when he's in it, his the weight of his character dramatically changes everything. Well, and I would say this, the current setup of the New Republic, the current setup of the trilogy or the trio of Ahsoka, Ezra, and Sabine are not going to be enough to take care of what Thrawn, what no. the warlords are going to put together. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's, I, I have faith in Filoni that at some point in this, because he's going to include Luke, he, he, him and I, we've got like a mental link going here. He knows <laughs> it's like, I got to put Luke in this thing, but I got to do it right. Or otherwise it just becomes Luke Skywalker show. Mm -hmm. But at some point he's going to meet a redhead. Oh, don't even come on, man. This is the perfect setup because this is going to take place 
away from everything else. They can meet, they can fall in love, she can die. It makes sense on why he goes into hiding. And really, you know, if you think about it, if you really think about it, other than some comrade books, we have not established who was at the Jedi Academy. Mm-mm. There's nothing to say that she did not die at the hands of Kylo True. Ren. True. Oh, there's some comic books. Yeah, comic books don't mean squat in the terms of overall didn't, canon. Didn't tell you all the list of names. It was just they showed a few characters who were around Kylo. Right. That's all. Um, yeah, no, that Alfie, don't get my my hopes up on all those things because that would be awesome. Um yeah, there's you know, when I'm getting texts from people going, Oh, this, you know, like Tom and Mass, they're gonna be texting me either tonight or tomorrow, want to talk about Ahsoka. Um, and people at work are going to want to talk to you about it. But I, I think this show, hopefully the numbers are there. I don't know. I don't keep track of that kind of stuff. But the quality's there. The story's there. The depth is there. So I, I just hope they finish strong with this next one and, and get us ready for season two, which will lead into that movie. Um, And if Mara Jade shows up, great. If, if Kylo Ren... Sometime is built into it. Great. But but you're right. Luke has to be a part of this story at some point in time. So um, anyway, thank you for jumping on here and doing this, even though you hadn't finished it yet. Go watch the end of it. Um, it didn't end exactly how I thought it would end. I mean, it was like, oh, it ended. Okay. Uh, so it's not like a big ending it's okay everything's happened and they kind of do that star wars thing where they all turn and look at something in front of them it was it was kind of a scene like that so um but yes next week's going to be a big deal i don't know how long the episode is but i mean man, we're getting a lot of good stuff so i'm just i'm kind of chomping at the bit and i don't want to get myself too worked up hoping that it's yeah, good episode. it's going to be a long week yeah so um well cool well i appreciate it sorry that ddoc is under the weather for everybody who's used to us doing a live show sorry this turned out to be a not live show but it was good for me and the book of alfie to get back together brent heck i'll be back with brent soon because we got another trivia thing to do here before halloween so that'll be fun um but yeah we'll we'll all get together and i will see who uh who all we're going to have in the live show to do the finale and then and um See if it's going to be just the regular crew here. I know I'll be in on it, so we'll. It'll be at least me, you, D Doc, and Brent for the finale, and we'll see if anybody else is uh, really interested to come on and, and share their thoughts. So, um, yeah, thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. No problem. Sorry that uh, Azalea was so enamored with the microphone. I know she was just talking into it nonstop, but what are you going to do, man? If you've watched or listened to it, you know <laughs> exactly. And see, while I said that, Alfie, uh, yeah, I said that about Mass and Tom. Let me see here. What they do in Star Wars is beautiful. That's what that's what I got from Ryan Massengill right there. Mass, there former co-host of the show. Yeah, still Mass has said it. hi. I will. I will. Um, but you go have a good evening. Everybody, thanks for, for being a part of our post-game show of the Ahsoka Episode 7. We will be live. For on YouTube and Twitter for the finale, and then the podcast will come out after that. But the podcast, this episode will come out in the next day or so. So 
Thanks to Alfie. Thanks to our followers and our listeners. Thanks to D-Doc and Brent also for keeping things going with Alfie over the past few weeks. And D-Doc, get feeling better. And until next week with the big number eight, the season finale of Ahsoka, may the Force be with you. <laughs>